spinning complacently in the darkness, covered and blinded by a blanket of little lives. False security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up, an eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. So face forward, with arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? Okay, everybody, welcome to the Comic Wrestling Podcast. This is the Wrestling Ring. I'm Deadly Dave. And I'm the wild... Oh, the camera's over here. The wild card. Oh, what a rush. It's a little tribute to Joe Laurinaitis, Road Warrior Animal, who passed away today, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yes, he did. He passed away this morning. Um, when people see this podcast... I'm looking here, but I'm over here. <laughs> When uh, people watch the podcast, you'll be like, he, he died today? No, not today. Now. He died on September 23rd. Right. Um, we did a little tribute video prior to this. That'll be out today for people that do follow us. So you are up to date on that little bit of stuff. But unfortunately, <sighs> the show must go on. So today we are going to. Why, doing... is the, why is that the saying? Unfortunately, the show must go on. Is that like a thing like, well, sorry that the show still sucks. We're going to have to still watch it. No, I get. I, get, I know. I guess I said that. Right. I'm having some fun because my fucking face is painted. I'm looking over here. We're over here. It's a whole new angle, not Kurt, but I don't know. We're gonna be uh, watching and discussing WWF in your house international incident. I didn't write that here. I only wrote in your house from July 1996. I wasn't even born yet. Wait, that's a lie. I was six. My math is. <laughs> It's not as strong as not as strong. But this is actually an event that Ace has never seen before. I have so. not. I have not. Might as well get right Speaking into of it. never seen, oh. want to just give a shout out to the Deadly One for letting me borrow Monster Squad because I don't believe, it doesn't look familiar enough for me to say I have seen it. So I don't believe I've seen it, which I will be sh watching. And we'll probably discuss it at some point in our Halloween episode. Yeah. Starting off with a little confrontation between Jose Lothario and Jim Cornette. Oh, he James almost hit him with a e. tennis One of the most ginger punches ever by Jose Lothario. You know what I don't get about Corny, though? He constantly talks about bad gimmicks and whatever his own opinion of it. But he's a guy coming out there with a tennis racket. Yeah, he was pretty much a walking gimmick. Yeah. But I am eating uh, McDonald's new... <laughs> Spicy Chicken McNuggets, which are pretty damn good, but ah, if you want a better deal, I'll give you one. You can go to McDonald's and get 10 Spicy Nuggets, the meal, for about $10, or, or, or you can go to Burger King and get 8 Spicy McNuggets for a dollar. Wow. Shows you how good their nuggets are. Right. <laughs> I mean, they're look, delicious. I was there yesterday, and they were mighty fucking Speaking good. of delicious, look at Sonny back in 1996. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Bart Gunn on the screen. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> no, but yeah, speaking of Sonny, she was the manager of 
Hawk and Animal, LLD yeah. 2000. So she's, you know, represented here previous or obviously before uh, LOD did the 2000 stuff. And here she is with the looking, looking like the hottest cowgirl I've ever seen. Well, let me tell you something, bud. You ain't never been to the seat, the deep parts of Texas. <laughs> There's some big old Southern girls there. That are so this event was less than a month after the infamous Austin 316 promo mm. and King of the Ring. Two weeks after this, right? That's when you come out. Yeah, that is when Hogan turned heel and created the NWO. So it's a pretty interesting time, time going on. Yeah. You know. A pretty big transition period in the way the business was going to end up changing. You know, and not knowing how it was going to change either. Just doing the things. Is that? I mean, that's Chris Candido. Yep. That's not Tom Pritchard, is it? Yeah. Is that really? Skip and zip. Yep. I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah. I mean, I know Chris Candido, but I don't think I ever knew Dr. Tom Pritchard. Who the fuck were they? What were their names? Skip and zip. No, the... Oh, the body down. The body down. Yep. <laughs> I don't think I ever knew that, man. Yep. Oh, look at that. And they actually... I was listening once, and uh, Bruce Pritchard uh, had to tell his brother that he was he had to cut his hair, and of course, Tom Pritchard used to have the really like long the, hair. Yeah, like the mullet. So, and Bruce Pritchard videotaped him getting his hair cut as a rib, which I think is pretty fucking funny. Now, why was this... Why was he put in this with Candido? Um, they just wanted to do like a tag team where they could switch back and forth, you know, like in like Aww. twins usually do. You know what I mean? That's all that gimmick was was just so they could play coy with the ref. Yeah, pretty much. Right. And who is the referee? Harvey Whippleman, downtown Harvey. Bruno himself. Billy and Bart were they real brothers or no? No, no. I mean, I could see it. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, they're the same size, good build. I mean, it's like Kane and Taker. They legit look like they could be real-life fucking brothers. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's just so... I, I love, you know, the old ropes, the red, white, and blue. And yeah. Just such a, a simple set, which, oh, you had to get that camera shot. Talking about a simple set. <laughs> She's back in jail. Yeah. Yeah. She's another one that can't get out of her own way. You know? Is that a fat joke now? No, no. Because she's kind of heavy now. <laughs> Just too bad, because she looked so goddamn good when we met her. Oh, yeah, she did. She looked really good. Um, Since Animal passed away, I'd like to just kind of mention a little story, like personal story of meeting him and stuff. Right after this commercial drink. <laughs> um, Like Dave said, actually, it was in the, the little tribute video thing we did for him. But, um... We met Animal a handful of times throughout, like, the last decade or so. Um, I think maybe three times altogether I met him. Sounds about right. Um, but the last time I had met him was, I don't even know where, but it was through In Your Face Wrestling, I believe, and I was with my friend, who shall not be named, because she's <laughs> still the mystery uh, barista. That's a good one. That'll be yeah. her name, the mystery barista. <laughs> Um, her and I went to a show together and Animal was going to be there and she wanted to see him. I don't remember if anybody else was there or not, but, uh, my cousin had just passed away the handful of months prior to that. And he was a pretty big Animal fan. One of his first action figures was Animal. Uh, when he passed away, his mother had given me 
his original animal figure still in the box, and I was always like, oh, this I remember seeing this as a kid and it being on his wall and blah, blah, blah. So when I went to that show, I brought that figure and asked Animal if he would sign that in memory to my cousin for my aunt. And he did that, and he did it completely free. He shook my hand, and he, th he thanked me, and you could tell it was one of those thank yous that he meant that, and it wasn't just, hey, thanks for showing up today. It was thank you for being a fan. Yep. Um, which was cool. He was like the Knights Commissioner or whatever. He came out and like booked two matches. Um, but that was the last time I had ever got to, the chance to see him or meet him or whatever, and I just think it's just cool to know he was just a nice guy and he did that for me and didn't charge. And uh, I know my aunt really appreciated it when I gave it to her for a Christmas gift. Yep. But, uh, and again, we've met, like, we met him prior, whatever, maybe two times prior at the Hall of Fame in Amsterdam when he used with, to be there. With Paul Ellering. With Paul Ellering, their original manager, um, which has got to be heartbreaking for him. Yeah, he's the only one left. Because, like, even well, when he gave the, the Hall of Fame speech and he talked about Hawk, he was getting choked up. Yeah. And now the animal's gone... I don't ex or I do expect some kind of video. No, I don't know. I want to say video from him, but some kind of response to this. Yeah. Um, it's just too bad that. I mean, it, it's it's not unexpected because when you, as you get older, you expect it. You should expect to die at any age, really. Now. Yeah. In this horrible world we live in, but it's it is sad to know that he had passed away. And you, as fans, we do sometimes look at them as invincible. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? You hold them to such a high Especially esteem. Especially when you got you someone know? like Ric Flair. Yeah. Who should have been dead 13 times this <laughs> past fucking month. Or a guy like Mick Foley who can barely walk. You know, like, yep. not that we, you know, you want him to die, but like, you you wouldn't say you it, just it's so, surprising. When you've seen what they've gone through in on TV, it's hard to think anything could hurt them. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's so true. Well, I just wanted to say that because that's like my own legit personal story on Animal and may you rest in peace. Yes. It's a good old school tag match, which I'm sure. Oh, was that a famous, sir? Yeah. They called it a rocker dropper back then because Marty Jannetty used to do it. Fuck Marty Jannetty. Which I'm surprised they actually let him do it because WWE got sued by a guy that got his neck broke when Marty Jannetty did that move back in the early 90s. Oh, so I'm surprised they ever let him do it again. Hmm. You know? Because they had to pay the guy out of the lawsuit and shit, so. But. So weird to see Harvey Whippleman as a ref. Yeah, it's like when, for us, 90, I mean, I know this was the 90s, but, like, kids that were born legit in the 90s, like myself, when we go back and we watch late... Yeah, late 90s wrestling, and you see Teddy Long as a ref. Yeah. Like, weird. <laughs> um, we do want to mention, these fucking chicken nuggets in that sauce are so hot. <laughs> um, this is the 23rd of September, the 26th in three days. We will be going to New York City, Queens, New York, to meet... To meet The Undertaker? Just kidding. Oh, I wish. I wish. But to Mark. meet Mark Henry. 
the world's strongest man. Because that's what we do. That's what we do. Um, this will be the first time in a long time, probably a couple of years since we've gone down there. Or at least you have. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because the last one I went to was the ECW one that you didn't get to go to. Right. So. Yeah. Been a while. It's funny that she slapped Candido. Because they were fucking. <laughs> and she was fucking Shawn Michaels at the time, too. And fucking Bret Michaels, apparently. That's the story goes. I don't know. Probably fucking <laughs> all of them. I mean, when you're that hot, good God, I get fucked all the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure she didn't have any trouble getting anybody. No. Um, but like I said, we will be going to the Wrestling Universe in Queens, New York. Check out their website, whatever. I don't know if they even have one. They probably do. Check out whatever I just said. <laughs> um, but we'll be meeting Mark Henry, WWE Hall of Famer, World Strongest Man, Olympian, World Heavyweight Champion, European Champion, Jesus, uh, uh, Associate of Davari, ECW Champion. Uh, <laughs> uh, we don't, don't want to talk about that. Protege of the great Tony Atlas at one point. <laughs> <laughs> um. But that'll be fun. A little road trip. We'll probably do a video or two uh, on the way down or something. Is Marcadius going? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that boy is slower than a one-legged jackrabbit trying to make his way uphill in a goddamn quicksand pit. It's like a Jim Cornette line. Right I there. tried to think of something <laughs> real clever, but it just kind of... Oh. Oh, and what faking a like she fell. That's a little hoe. <laughs> oh, hey, I see Monday Night Raw they, or whatever. They want to bring Jerry the King Lawler back. I thought he was. Yeah, that... What? Why don't you just go with people that are totally Ill, irrelevant, have been for years, have done shitty commentary the past few years. Michael Cole. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you got the retribution shit going on, which is fun. Oh, man, let's talk about that. I mean, this match is okay. It's not super yeah, great. Yeah, no, it's good. But, um, yeah, let's talk about retribution real quick. We talked about it yesterday because we met up. But what are your uh, your overall thoughts of, of it? It's like Nexus and the NWO kind of combined, and it's just fucking shit. I don't want to give it all. They change, you know, they give the, all of them one word names, well, except for Slapjack, but Slapjack, Mace, T-Bar. I don't know what they're going to call. Good do it! Yeah, I don't know what they're going to call Mercedes Martinez and Mia Yim, but. I always call Mia Yim, Mia Yum. Yeah, I mean, Dijak has a fucking mohawk, a thin mohawk now, and he's painting part of his face. I tell you what, people that paint their faces are fucking tools. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I meant to say, <laughs> I meant to say people that don't. Oh, well, too bad it's already there. <laughs> Where's the hard camera? Is this that? Is no, this it's that? over here. Over here? It? We got three cameras going on. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I think it's it's total shit. They don't know what they're doing. Are we talking about this match or what? No. Because <laughs> I'm just a funny guy. No, I agree. The retribution thing is garbage. You have wrestlers within the same company... Feuding against the company for what the company stands for. Yeah. It would make sense if these were like Ring of Honor guys. Yeah. And they had a deal. 
And plus, or they, like you had said, if they were people. Oh no, I, you didn't say this. I saw people saying this. This is what they should have done with sanity. Yeah. Sanity should have been retribution, being like, you know what, and and play off of Eric Young being an impact and impact being held back, and they're that they're the retribution for impact wrestling. Right. But no, we get what we get. And they they were they announced that they all signed contracts, but they're going to keep doing shit. Like, have them say they signed contract with Shane McMahon, and he just wants to disrupt shit. Right. Do something like that. But this is just it's fucking dumb. Mm -hmm. They have, I mean. This is the same thing that Nexus was doing, just on a lar a longer scale. You know, they they just did the you know the the disrupting things longer. I agree. You know, and Nexus had their identities known from the beginning, but it's right. it's just so dumb. They have they have no idea what they're doing. I don't understand how anybody watches that product and enjoys it. I don't either. The shit with uh, now with Dominic and and Aaliyah, they're bringing Aaliyah in, and I saw the YouTube. I didn't watch it. Ray Mysterio's it. wife is on there all the time, looking like she's you know seventy years old. And yeah, I don't know why. And now they're, uh, I guess Aaliyah like was checking on Buddy Murphy after he got his head slammed. That's in the, the cage. one I saw. And Mysterio was like, "You got stop. Get your, her name out of your mouth. She's only nineteen. She's naive. She doesn't know about the business." And Aaliyah walked off and shit. So now she's probably going to become a disciple of Rollins, and it'll be a fan. It's so fucking dumb. But when they when I saw that that video of get man hugging Dominic and saying and like crying and saying I nobody ever gets that reaction. What what fucking reaction? Right, there was no one there. There's nobody there. You're, it's a piped in crowd. Yeah. It's so fucking dumb. And they did that just for attention, like to make it look like Vince McMahon's a sensitive person. And to get him not. over, and to get Mysterio's kid over. More. Yeah. Yep. Which I don't think will happen. Like, and and not having any crowds certainly isn't helping him any, anyways. To to tell who's over and who's not. No, because you know what's going to be a reality check. When the crowds come back and that kid gets nothing but booze. Yep. And they've announced, Roman Reigns announced, he's not going to be wearing the vest anymore. He's just going to be coming out in the pants and no shirt, which we talked about a long time ago. And he's changing his music, which we fucking said a long time ago. Right. You know? It, it, it's like, wow, you finally come up with something to change his character 10 years after you should have done it. Right. Well, it's, they did the same thing with Kofi. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's... I don't know, understand why Vince McMahon gets a hard-on for certain people and just will not let it go. But why do you even have to announce that? I'm dropping the best. I'm coming out to new music. Right, just, just do, do it. it. Yeah, just do it. Yep. Or have Heyman come out and saying, you know, Cause now there's it's an... got to be a new Roman Reigns. <clears throat> because now there's an anticipation. Right. And an expectation. And it's probably going to be shitty music, judging on what they've given Keith Lee lately. And now he's coming out in a singlet, which I think is fucking funny. You got Billy Gunn distracting. Oh. And skip and zip the body down as win. Oh, the fuck. <laughs> Sonny almost falling out of her top, too. I think this was after the Smoking Guns had lost the tag title. No, they still had them. That's right. Well, where are they? Where are the titles on? I don't know. They haven't given them back to them yet. They stole them? 
What's going on? It couldn't have. It was probably a non-title match because they would have given the body down as the belts by now. I didn't see anybody come out with titles. Oh man! When a when a finish could be simple, yeah. a drop kick and your buddy fucking gets the pin. Now you got to do sixteen power bombs, a moon salt, miss the moon salt, put him through three tables. Ask him permission. And, and kick then, out of three finishers. Yep. And yeah. then uh, no disqualification and everybody wins. <laughs> I'm Jim Cornette and I'm an evil son of a bitch and, and fuck you. And Mr. Perfect, I don't know why you're here holding the fucking microphone when you should be wrestling. <laughs> right. It's no place for a lady. He said it like three times in this promo. It's no place for a lady. He was never good on the mic. No. And Vader just looked, just fucking, oh, you almost <laughs> kissed Bulldog there. <laughs> what are your thoughts in that moment? Like, just being, like, your direction is being tense. Let me act like I'm going to kiss him for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Corny. He's like, I need a goddamn double cheeseburger right fucking now for having an aneurysm, you fucking fucker. Vader wiped my, his ass with my burger towel, so I can't do that. <laughs> you know what time it is? It's burger time. <laughs> Where's cheeseburger Eddie? <laughs> yeah, we're going to. Because this match isn't very good. He's kind of a man. <laughs> what was it, Henry O'Godwin? Yep. Because it was supposed to be Jake Roberts, but they were still selling the whole him being injured after wrestling Vader and Austin at King of the Ring. Was that Rougeau? Yep. <laughs> he did the hotline for a Jacques while. Rougeau. <laughs> this is before Austin had the music with the the glass breaking and shit. He was still coming out to the ringmaster music. Now they just dropped Ted DiBiase altogether? Yep, he went to WCW. Yep. This was right when he, well, I mean, at King of the Ring, he started using Stone Cold, but. Look at that goddamn logo. Ain't no better goddamn logo than the goddamn logo. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing that they thought that Mark Merrill was going to be the bigger star out of this match. And Austin becomes the biggest star in the history of the business, money-wise. And you know what's fucked, though? Why does, you, you, you got Mark Merrill, who they, who they planned on being the big dog, but Austin overcomes that. And that's okay. But when Bart Gunn does it in the Brawl for All. No, no, no. no. Yeah. We, gotta, we gotta get his ass kicked by Butterball. <laughs> and like Bart Gunn said, like he said, if I had gone into the Butterbean match fighting like I did in the Brawl for All, just throwing haymakers, I probably would have stood a chance. Right. But I trained to be a boxer, which wasn't, you know, what I normally did. Right. And he's like, when I won in the Brawl for All, I was just throwing punches and trying to take guys down. You know, so, which makes sense. I mean, if you're training to be a boxer and you... Right, you're not you know, going to train for a triathlon if you're only going to do a short distance sprint. Right. The wild man, Mark Man! Oh, showing last month when Mero kicked him in the face. Oh. Oh, barely. And he had to get stitches in his lip. Just fucking barely, you pussy. <laughs> Fucking Mickey James's tit exploded one time. Her boob exploded so, all over. So did China's. I don't want to hear about China exploding anymore. <laughs> Look at Mark Merrow. Some people say he looks just like Johnny B. Bad. Was that his name? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
Some people even say he looks like Mark Merrow of 98. Sounded like Jiminy Glick there. I do it. I watch it so much, I can't <laughs> help but get into that character. It so is, Mark Merrow. It is so the <laughs> best character in the world. So Mark Merrow, let me ask you. Who's that whore that's with you? Some people say you suck. But that's your craft. What do you say to that? What do you say to those I people? Say, I say you suck very well. But Sable, does she suck? <laughs> Isn't that why Vince McMahon likes her so much? What do you say to... What? 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 I think he's. The, I think that's the funniest character ever created. I really fucking think that's the funniest. I'm character. surprised he doesn't come out on talk shows like that all the time. And he's just, done it just, more in recent times than I realize. He? Yeah. Um. He was talking to. I don't know who that was. Conan O'Brien, maybe. <clears throat> Martin Short was, and uh, he goes. So, what, what do you think, Jimmy? Jimmy's thoughts on the whole coronavirus would be, and Martin Short's like he wouldn't even know. He wouldn't, he'd be so oblivious to, like, what? What? What is, who, why are you wearing a mask? Are you afraid of your teeth showing? Like, he'd be so stupid to it. Yep. And I'd be like, oh, can we just, I know he's got a movie. I know there's a Jiminy Glick movie. Yep. And I, I must I've, have it. I don't think I've ever seen it. Jiminy Glick does La La Wood. <laughs> or in La La Wood, something like that. I remember seeing his stuff on Comedy Central all the time. I, I was, always thought he was so funny. Yep. I thought he was a real person. Like, when I was a little kid, I was like, man, this fucking fat dude is so funny. <laughs> and then, I don't know where, how it came to be that I found out it was the guy from Jungle to Jungle. And it's great that you can you can do a character like that and just make it completely ridiculous and off the wall. He said that there was only one celebrity he ever interviewed that as Jimmy Glick where he thinks he crossed the line because the, the guy got up and walked out of the interview. So I did some digging because <laughs> he didn't admit who it was. And of all fucking people, it was Tom Green. Really? And uh, apparently Tom Green, I didn't know this until reading the article, had testicular cancer. Yep. And it was shortly after he had overcome it or whatever it was. Jimmy Glick's doing his thing. I don't know what he asks him, but probably something to do with, do your balls still work, boy? <laughs> something crazy. I don't yep. know. But the fact that Tom Green, however it may, may have been, was like, you know what? You can't talk about my balls. Yep. I'm done. Didn't get the joke. That, you know, yeah. Yep. It's like, wow. I mean, how can you? Like I your bum was on someone's lips. Right. And how can you walk into that and be sitting there for five minutes and not realize that somebody's doing a character? That's, that, that's not a real person. There's no... You know? I have to debunk that right now. There's no way in hell they even s sat there for five minutes thinking they were going to... No, if I was... If someone said, if I was a celebrity, and they're like, hey, we're on a, Jiminy Glick wants to do an interview with you. First of all, I'm like, who the fuck is Jiminy Glick? <laughs> and then second of all, I'm pretty sure every celebrity knows that that's Martin Short. I don't think that they think that's a real person. Like, I've seen video where his his outfit had broken out. Um, th like, th did you, I gotta ask: Are you under belief that they think that those are real interviews? I I, I don't know if any of them did or not. But. Okay, because I can't imagine any of them believe that they were real interviews. Because I mean, being on Comedy Central for one, the primetime Glick show, like I, that's. Clearly a skit show. 
or a sketch show for like a. So uh, then it makes no sense for Tom Green to get that fucking. No, it doesn't make any sense to get offended. That's why I think it's uh, completely ridiculous. For one of out of everybody he's ever interviewed, Tom Green, the guy that, if you've seen Freddie got fingered, yeah. That's like going to a roast and being and, and walking out because they went too far. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah, no. If if it was a real interview, sure. Right. But I can't imagine any of them are under the, the guise that this is real. I would have to believe prior to them, like, all right, Martin Short wants to do an interview with you because, you know, help your publicity. Um, and he wants to do it as his character, Jimmy Glick. That's... I mean... Because looking at him, I clearly can tell it's a fucking fat suit. <laughs> like, I, there's no way. But you know there's people that are, if he was interviewing regular people, like, Which they would be dumb enough. He has, know, they would be dumb enough. He went to, like, a college and interviewed, I don't even know, some college chick. And all her responses to everything, he's like, so you're an athlete. What? What is that like? And she's like, it's good. Oh, we got a real live one here. You know, like. So boring and bad, but yeah, I mean the celebrity ones. I can't imagine that they believe they're real because some of them they play into it pretty well. Some of them don't though. Like some no. of them kind of you know just deadpan it. Right. Don't know how to ad lib or just yeah improvise on the moment. Like I like John Stewart's. But I was just going to say. Points, he kind of. I found his really funny it. because Martin Short just carried that whole thing. When he's stuffing the donuts in his mouth, yeah. I'm like, no breath is coming out of me. It's just, like, just pure gut-busting laughing. It's so funny. But, I don't know. I love it. I love it. Mike. Oh, oh yeah. Let mm. I can see why they were fixated on her and wanted to push her to the What moon. do you think Sable's sexiest... Uh, time period was. Ooh, he kicked him right in the head. You see that? Booted him yeah. right in the head on his walk by. Probably 98, right around the time she was doing the run with Luna, doing the like the the lingerie matches and the mm -hmm. evening gown matches. Probably in there, mid 98. I'm gonna go and say probably towards the end of her run. Yeah. I just thought when she was feuding with Tori and shit. Oh, in 03 and 04? She just looked sleek and sexy and like she was looking like a cougar milf at that mm -hmm. point yeah yep like now she's looking like the trophy wife yep real housewife of fucking los angeles or something mark marrow i could tell you were talking <laughs> the wild man now where do they get the wild man from where did they come up with the wild man based off of the johnny b bad I don't know. I think they just wanted him to be able to do like the mannerisms of just like throwing his hands up and yelling and just being energetic like he was when he was Johnny B. Bad. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't mind it. And I'm to be honest, I'm surprised they went with his real name because this was back when a time when they weren't everybody had a character name. Yeah, this was before the Attitude Era when guys were really getting. You should have sold it still. Your legs got caught up. <laughs> what the fuck? This is back when Austin could actually carry on a pretty good match before his knees and shit. Neck and neck, yeah. 
It's funny to watch like WCW. He wore no knee pads whatsoever back then, and then mm-hmm. you, you realize that he ended up with two fucking knee braces. And but he used to bump like crazy when he was a heel. Yeah, he did. Especially in WCW when he was stunning Steve Austin, he was just flying all over the place. I do like this this look of Mark Merrow though. Yeah. Now, how did it transition into the boxer? It was, he had gotten in, a knee injury and then he came back, like, he was gone for, like, eight months. And then they, I mean, they'd always mentioned that he was a Golden Gloves boxer the whole time he was there. And when he came back, that's when they decided to turn him heel and they realized he wasn't really that great in the ring, so they would let him use the boxing, you know, skills. So hmm. they kind of wanted to completely repackage him. Gold Dust Usher giving an envelope to the king. I don't even think they did anything with that. They just they just showed him coming out and giving an envelope, and that was it. They might have opened it up the next night on Raw, but they didn't hmm. on this one. Yeah. Now you say Mero's work wasn't good when he came back, or just in general? In general, I mean, when when he was with Diamond Dallas Page, and Page was like laying out the entire match, you know, and they just kind of went A to B to C. He could have a good match, but when they had to call it in the ring, he just was not good at it at all. Then why did they think he was going to go over on Austin? Just because they didn't have faith in Austin? Yeah, I mean, McMahon just thought of Austin as a mid-card guy at best. Like, he never had faith in him until the crowd started reacting. I mean, I got to say, Merrill's looking pretty good in this match. Yeah. But, like, there's I've, I've seen matches where he's just... he's His timing is fucking horrible. and But then again, you've got Austin, who's a... A veteran that can carry him through a good match too. So, but the whole fucking ten count with the punches, the call of the wild. They don't do that anymore. The crotching people on the fucking rope. I always like that in now that three man booth of Lawler, Vince, and JR. And JR. Yeah. Well, you keep it up, Sonny Boy, and you'll get Jerry the King Lawler on your TV screen soon enough. Not mine, because I won't be watching. You'll be watching Monday Night Raw <laughs> all night long. <laughs> yeah, I'm not watching three hours of that shit. Why well, only watch three hours when you can watch SmackDown? Make it five. Oh, fuck, man. That would have hurt. What a slut. <laughs> oh, oh stunner. that was a stiff one Yeah and That was back before he was kicking guys in the gut to do it He was doing it more like a diamond cutter Just kind of out of nowhere through it, right. And that's the bottom line I think with Brett Coming back and having a lot of faith in Austin And then them having good matches Made you know, McMahon come around and then, you know, once they released the t-shirt and that started selling like selling. fucking crazy, you couldn't deny it anymore. I mean, Merrill has the personality to, to be, you know, a, a top guy. I mean, his promos were good and shit. And if you ran with him and Sable, because she started getting popular. Well, more so than him, yeah. some would say. But of course, they used her so much when when he oh, was gone. Like Yoda. Just watch his face, Jack. Oh, Boom. yep. 
I mean, he does. He, he, he you can, on, a, on a move like that, I mean, you got to, as the one taking the move, be prepared in a way so your opponent doesn't jack your jaw and you bite your fucking tongue off or yeah, something. Yeah, there's no margin for error with a move like that. Oh, you either, I don't know how you would do it. You either keep a loose jaw. Is that Backlund? Yep, that's back when he was doing the running for president. Nice, game. I can tell just by the Backlund of his head. <laughs> One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. If you get a chance to go to a meet and yeah, greet and cool. meet Bob Backlund, take the chance because he's fucking amazing. He was really, really cool. Everything and then some that I wanted <laughs> him to be. He was very cool. And the Undertaker with the purple. Oh, shit. He's got the 10,000 pound stairs. Oh, my fucking God. This is when he started getting really edgy because he was in the, the feud with Mankind at this point. Those steel steps are 10,000 pounds. How do you <laughs> <do>? <laughs> oh, I didn't think this match was that long. So what do you think of uh, Cody Rhodes' new game show? I don't know. I haven't watched it. Did you oh. see a commercial for it? Nope. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Did it look horrible? All they're doing is capitalizing on the demographic that watches AEW. Yeah. And I'm not trying to shit on them because we watch that too. But to the people, and I say it like this, that only watch consistent trash indie wrestling. Right. I say it like that because AEW does have a lot of that meh yeah. indie shit to it. Um. But that's clearly what they're going with because the whole the whole show is basically America's Got Talent, but for talents that aren't really the ones you'd go to Vegas to see. Right. You'd see them on the street getting performed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they've got Cody Rhodes as a judge, Snoop Dogg as a judge, and like two other ones or something like that. And Snoop Dogg's another one that'll fucking do anything for money. But we also do know, and we got to give him some credit, he does love wrestling. He does. He's a wrestling fan. If you watch this event, the end of the Goldust Undertaker match, Mankind comes up through the ring and pulls the Undertaker down into the underneath the ring. It's the first time they ever did that. Mm. And if you watch the match after the Undertaker does the tombstone, he goes really slowly to put the arms up on Goldust's chest because he's waiting for him to cut. Waiting for that to pull him yep. out. Yeah, he's buying time, which I, I thought this was a really cool way of doing it. It really set up the the boiler room match. But mankind's looking down into the hole because the smoke is coming like out. The, the referee's lights are just looking down too. Like you wouldn't. Yep. If I was a referee, I'd be like, "Well, okay, let me look under the ring. I'll go to the apron, yep. pull the skirt up, and let me look there." Yep. But the smoke's coming out. The lights are flickering. Paul Bearers out there. I mean, the match wasn't good, but the way they ended it, I, I, I love I love this ending because it was the first time they did it. And this this angle with him and Undertaker was really good. <clears throat> I mean, other than a huge monster that always, you know, took the Undertaker to task, Mankind was the first mm -hmm. regular-sized guy that really gave Undertaker a run for his money. And then Undertaker re-emerging, yep. that's cool. Yeah, on the other side of the ring, which is... And, and you knew that Mankind was a guy that was going to do anything to get The Undertaker and himself over at the same time. Now, would you label, because I, I nitpick, would you label Jake Roberts not a normal-sized guy? I mean, I know he's tall. He's huge. But, but he never really physically 
And he didn't have the win-loss record that Mankind did. No, I get what you're saying. I, I totally get what you're going No, but I, yeah, I get Yeah. I just like to split them hairs. But mostly it was just they threw every fucking monster they ever had. Oh, yeah, the all the big dudes. Yep. I got balls in my neck. <laughs> Ahmed Johnson, the Ahmed only Johnson. one wearing his actual wrestling gear. <laughs> oh, no, Austin awesome. isn't them. This is, I like this because the Summer Olympics was going on at the time. So that's they don't do shit cool. like this at all anymore. No. Not at all. And it's campy, but it's actually really fucking cool. Well, Christ, even and when... And then you got Golda slapping on her sounds like Well, even ass. when they did the fucking WrestleMania 21 goes Hollywood. Yeah. As campy as that was, it was so awesome and badass. Right. Just incredible. Couldn't get on the card, so we bought a ticket. <laughs> I guarantee you they handed out those flags because it was their first time doing a pay-per-view in Canada. This is a great fucking fan put the fucking Burger King crown on. King oh, Mother, I missed it. I, see, I saw him rip it off, but I didn't see him put it on. <laughs> and that was, that was back when the fans could get that fucking close. And they would do the... That, that's fucking great. Like, and he doesn't even realize it's out. That's so good. He wants to laugh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> See, he was holding it in so much there when he looked at my man. <laughs> That's great. That's I love shit. that. My legs, they are, and the louder I yell, the harder it is to hear me, because I'm all the way over so goddamn far. Oh, and, and during that promo that Cornette cut earlier, <laughs> he, he announced that if Camp Cornette didn't win the match, that he would refund everybody's money oh, that boy. bought the pay-per-view. So, geez, I wonder who's going to win. Oh, boy, Cornette. <laughs> it's a big one to chew off there, bud. Right? That was, that was some good shit. I forgot about that. That was funny. <laughs> that was very funny. Oh, monsoon is the president. I don't. I you know. I never, ever, ever, ever in my life. I don't think I've ever watched one Gorilla Monsoon match. I watched the one with him and Muhammad Ali. I know. I I've seen the one with him and Haystack Calhoun too, where he tried to slam him. That was actually pretty cool. They did this. I, I thought this was a really cool way to introduce Sid because it was like a week. Look at that standing behind Ahmed Johnson. You can't really see who it is. It's so fucking cool. Wait a minute, you son of a bitch! That's a running up monster! You can't have him, you motherfucker! Shawn <laughs> Michaels, I got a clump of your hair in my fucking dresser drawer, you little puke. You can just hear his voice through everything. Yep. How great is it, though, that he already put that cease and desist on fucking yeah. on Janela and them? Yep. <laughs> for, no one, for anyone that doesn't know, AEW is pretty much the heat seeker nowadays for, for Cornette and his enthusiasm of wrestling. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, and anybody that knows Cornette, he was the manager of the Midnight Express or the new Midnight Express. Yep. Um, and Joey Janela... Whether it was a goof or not, we never saw it on TV, but he definitely looks like a giant sandman. <laughs> he uh, posted on Twitter or wherever that him and Sonny Kiss's new tag team is called the New New Midnight Express. 
We literally, I just found this out earlier this morning. Was it this morning or yesterday? It was yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah. It was yesterday. I was telling Dave about it. And then like within hours, there was a thing from Cornette, a cease and desist. I wouldn't that. be surprised if he owns the trademark on the name. He does. I, he, I figured he, he, yeah. uh, he got it back, and I think it was... It was this year he ended up getting it. April? Yeah. May? June? Something like It was a handful of months ago. I have one of those village people looking Shawn Michaels hats. It's true. He does. He got it at a yard sale, and it's kind of cool. If you watch one of our first videos, I'm wearing it in it. <laughs> That's true. He is. Did Ahmed Johnson ever have any merch? I, I think he might have had a shirt at one point. with like, Like they did back in the day with... It was like the top of their torso, and then just like their name, you know, under behind them or something. Yeah, just yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, yep. But I don't think they, because he got injured at that one point, and then they really never did anything with him after that. That's too bad. The nation and shit. He was pretty badass. Yep. And he's one of those ones where, like, now he's he's doing a shitty promo, but he's got the intensity, so it didn't really fucking matter. Mm -hmm. Even with Sid, like, Sid would fuck up his interviews, but it's kind of like, it's like Steiner. You don't give a shit because it's it's good shit no matter what. Right, and you take it for what it is. Yeah. I was watching a, a video on YouTube of Cornette talking about Sid. I don't remember which one it was. But in the comments, somebody was like, I don't understand why Sid got so many chances in the business. I'm like, fucking look at the guy. Right. Of course he's gonna. He's a, he's a, he's a draw. I mean, you put you Big put him monster. on. Yeah, you put him on something. He's got the intensity. He's got the look. He he wasn't that bad in the ring. I, mean, I didn't think he was bad in the ring. No, honestly. I mean, you got to. It's like it's kind of like Kevin Nash, in my opinion. Kevin Nash was never the best worker, but like all all guys that they just need the right partner to make right. them look good. And I mean, Sid, you put him in with with Bret Hart. Mm -hmm. Kevin Nash had some good fucking matches. Yep. The stuff he did with in WCW with Scott Hall was great. You know, they, they can't all be good workers. You do need right. some guys that are just plotters that can, you know, be out there and be the big guy. Well, because then you get people that say Shawn Michaels is one of the best, and sure. But, I don't know, now that I, you know, I'm older and I look back at him, I just, I think he was completely overrated. I don't see it. I don't, I don't. Oh, the fans fall over the guardrail. They're so in love with Shawn Michaels. And that's back when they had literally no security around the ring, too. I, I've gone back and watched a lot, and it is... I, there are matches that I enjoy with him in them. Right, but right. But it, it is... It, yeah. I just don't... I don't know. When I got into wrestling and I was a kid, there were so many characters that it was like, you're not looking at like, oh my God, he's the biggest. He looks like he should be the champ. You're literally looking at the characters of like, oh man, he's goofy. Or look, there's a porn star. There's a drug dealer, pimp guy, or uh, this big fat black dude with, with white eyes and a blonde mohawk. Like they just stood out, which the characters should. But when you look at Michael's, and Cornette, I got. I, if you were sitting here right with me right now, I would love to say, what is the difference between Michaels and the way a wrestler looks now? Yeah. Yep. Shawn Michaels was not six foot five, 
fucking 240 pounds. He was five fucking foot ten, six foot, if that. Yeah, well, Ric Flair was probably six, you know, not even six two, you know. Like, so, I mean. Or Ricky Steamboat. Same same size, really, you know. So, what. But, he, I mean, Steamboat was. He was built he was like a bodybuilder, kind of. Because right. he. Barrel chest. Not barrel chested, but wide. Right. Where Michael's. Is the lean. Yeah. Michael's literally reminds me, or the other one reminds me of Michael's. Of Adam Cole. Yeah. Adam Cole looks like a thinner version of Michaels. Yeah. And Michaels looks like the tiny version of Razor Ramon. If if Michaels started now, he'd be in NXT and he probably wouldn't go any further. He'd be Johnny Gargano. Right. You know? It's just... But it, and, yeah. and I know someone that could defend it would say, well, it was all the politicking Michaels did. You're fucking right. Yeah. Because a little guy like that... In a world full of these behemoths should have not been the world champion. In in the eyes of traditional wrestling. Yep. So that little guy had to fucking... And everybody says it. Michaels was a douchebag back then. Well, yeah, because he was fighting to clawing to get to the top. Once he found Jesus, he had obtained everything he needed to do. So what did he need to keep fighting for the top for? Yep. And, and Cornette makes a great point. He was like, all this time that, you know, Michaels was injured with his back, WCW was still in business. As soon as WCW's out of business, Shawn Michaels is miraculously healed and comes back to wrestling again. Isn't that amazing? Right. There's nowhere else for him to go, mm -hmm. so he can't sit home and get paid anymore. Exactly. It makes that makes a lot of sense. Now, it really does. I mean, you can you can debate whether or not his back injury was legitimate, but, but if it was timing, that bad to begin with and you can still have, like, a 10-year career after that, mm -hmm. that says a lot mm -hmm. for some... I mean, well, you could say with, with Ric Flair, too, but... Ric Flair's you know. a different fucking animal. Like, anybody that's a wrestling fan has to admit, Ric Flair is not a normal person. No. With all of the things that that guy has endeared physically, all of it, the divorces, the alcoholism almost dying a handful of times from numerous different situations. And he's, he is still the one that's still here. That dude is a whole different <laughs> breed of yep. creature. I, I can't stress that enough. Ric Flair legitimately is the man. Yep. This is a good spot for Ahmed Johnson, too. They were, they yeah. were going to push him really hard until he got injured. Yeah, Sid's got a great look. And the crowd was really... I, mean, I think the crowd was behind him his most of his career. Ah, I'm a handless Sid. In WCW, you may have seen the match where I broke my leg, but you ain't never seen the match where I lost my hand. <laughs> Sal Bandini, I want to wrestle. Man, I... I it's, it's weird to think what, like, Bulldog and Owen would be doing right now if they were still around. I oh, think, yeah. I think Owen, you could have put him with Eddie Guerrero and the matches would have been fucking amazing. Yep. You know? I think Vader should have been a WWF champ. Dude. And it's all because Michael's politic and he didn't like wrestling him. That's yep. fucking sad. That's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Because it was supposed to be uh, Vader... Or Shawn Michaels wins the title or, or beats 
Vader at SummerSlam, but the the like the decisions disputed. Vader was supposed to win the title at Survivor Series and then drop it back to Michaels at Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, and then they they changed it to Sid because Michaels bitched about Mike. working with Vader. You know, he's too stiff, right? He's too he's, he's too legit. And and the way that you brought Vader in with him, the only one who ever put hands on Gorilla Monsoon. Right, you know, right, right. And and put him out of action, and then they brought Piper in as the new... As the new commission, yeah. whatever. Yep, I, I don't remember that because I didn't watch it, but I do remember that from DVDs. And Vader should have been... Uh, he should have just been dominating the fuck out of that roster. I mean, and that's a good scenario. Vader keeps it until Rumble, and then you do, the, you know, Shawn Michaels winning it back because you were going to lead to... Shawn Michaels, the rematch of Shawn Michaels against Brett at WrestleMania. Right. You know, so, but it would have given, it would have made Vader the top heel in the business. And it would have, uh, most things from my perspective, when they give the title, like if, if Vader got the title, not only would it have been making him the big dog, but it would have been like, here's your recognition for what you've done. Right. Thank you. Like you, even though you're basically a transitional champion, this is something that we know means something to you, even if it's for a month. And you could have taken him to the Tokyo Dome for a oh, huge yeah, show, and huge it would have Japan. sold out like China, crazy. Maybe. Japan, Japan, Japan. It was it was it would have been sell a sellout with him as world champ, with how over he was over there. Shawn Michaels is an absolute cunt. And how do you not know Vader stiff going in? Like, did you not you watch, watch yeah, any of his Cactus Jack matches? Yeah, Mick Foley's hear here. You can say, like, hey, Mick, how is he in the ring? You know? Oh, Michael's or, probably way above mankind, probably, at right. this point. Like, when I heard the stories, because I always wondered, and I just heard him recently, I've always wondered, like, why did Michaels and Rock never, never once have one match? And then when you hear about how fucking, you know, the click... Basically, was trying to hold Michaels or uh, not Michaels, but uh, the Rock down, yep. and tr not letting him, you know, move up the chain in the fucking the locker room and stuff. And then Rocky Johnson saying, "Yeah, Rock fucking laid him out one night in the locker room or whatever, whatever the story was." It's like, how, how when you're like, I don't even know, like how how does someone like Vader not get the the voice to be like, fuck him. Right. Why? I, look at the size of me. Why would I say let him beat me? Yeah. Well, and okay, so he's he's too stiff in the first match. So you have him not do it in the second match. Be like, right. look, that's not going to fly here. You've got to change up the way you're doing things. And, and re just go with what's your head plan. Right. But no, he's going to be a little fucking child about it. Mm -hmm. And screw up your entire plans. And the fact that McMahon... Allowed it. It changed the plans just because Shawn Michaels bitched about it. Right, to cater to him. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. But he was probably one of the ones telling McMahon what he wanted to hear. And, you know. Well, the thing with Rock is you couldn't <laughs> deny his talent. No, you, you couldn't. Know? And Shawn Michaels was, well, I fucking wrestle him and he gets over on me. Right. Yep. I mean, Michaels did have good matches, but you go sometimes when you go back and watch him, and it's just like, yeah, he's overselling and his stuff looks good, but I, I don't get the whole greatest performer ever. No. 
And I get that Ric Flair says it, and he's good friends with him and shit, but I, I, I don't think he's the greatest in-room performer ever. No, I don't either. He's, he's not on my Mount Rushmore. No. Um, explain to me, <laughs> going off of, we're not, we're not talking about this right now, but explain to me the situation that happened in 2000 at Bash at the Beach with Hogan. It was, that was planned. It was planned for him, for Hogan, Hogan and for Jarrett. Jarrett to lay down and for Vince Russo to come out, but he wasn't supposed to, well, no, he was supposed to cut the promo and everything, but when Hogan got back home, people just started believing it and pumping him up and he got fucking pissed about it and filed a lawsuit, well, so a defamation what, lawsuit. So what was the story though? Because maybe I'm getting it confused, but it Hogan, was Hogan and him had a match. Hogan won, ended up leaving that same night. Yep. And then Creative didn't like that, or they wanted it to change or something, so then they booked Booker T versus Jarrett. Though the whole thing was was that, because Jarrett came out with the bogus belt and everything, it was all part of the storyline, and then Hogan was going to come back with the real belt and challenge Jarrett later on at like Halloween Havoc. So Hogan was going away for a while, but then he just ended up, they pumped him up he so much. Heard that he, all the bullshit. Yeah, you know, and and filed the defamation, you know, of character lawsuit and shit. And and I'm sure he didn't like Russo to begin with. What were, what are the grounds of the defamation of character? Because, I mean, I guess. Well, I think it got thrown out because the the judge was like, he didn't call you Terry Bollea. He called you Hulk Hogan. So you can't say he defamed during Russo's. Reign. Yeah, I see. That's, I guess, what I'm missing. I've tried looking it up on YouTube, and it's not there. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, Russo's talking about it and shit, but there's not the video. I'm like, I want to see this! <laughs> but that's what the judge said. He's like, how can you... He, he didn't say Terry Bollea. He said Hulk Hogan. Right. Like, I get that you... you publicly, you are character. Hulk Hogan, but... Legally. Defamation, defamation of character has to be... He's talking about you. Right. The actual person, not, you know... The character. I mean, it'd be different if he was doing it to Jim Cornette, because Jim Cornette is Jim Cornette, but you can't really do it when he's talking about your television character. You know? Makes sense. But, I, and I could see how Hogan could be the kind of guy where they could pump him up enough where he'd get pissed about mm -hmm. it, you know? And being like, oh yeah, it's gonna, eventually it's gonna hurt you, you know, in the business and shit, you know? Well, I mean, after listening to this specific interview with Hogan, I realized he's kind of a moron. <laughs> I was in a bad place, and my buddy wanted me to have sex with his wife for some money. So I basically was like, yeah. Did I think he was going to videotape it? No. You, you didn't, Red flags didn't go off when your buddy was like, hey, Hogan, I know you're in, you're in a bit of a and spot. He, and he's a, he's a shock jock. On a, you know, he's a shock jock, and you've done hundreds of interviews with him and shit, and you don't know what his character is by if now. My, if a friend of mine knew I was in a hard-pressed position, and they're like, hey, you want to fuck my wife for some money? My first thought is, can I just have the money? Why do I got to fuck anybody? Like, don't you just feel bad for me? So a red flag should go off. If if someone's offering you something and they're your friend, but they're offering you something with a with an asterisk next to it, be hesitant. Right. Two, if I said yes, I'm going to fuck your wife, give me the money first, and she's coming over to my house and we're fucking at my house. I'm not going to go to your house and bang your right. wife in your bedroom. Yeah. Yep. 
he he's smart on certain things, but other things like he just like he's smart whole... on midget wrestling, right? <laughs> yeah. My mom says to me the other day because that midget died, right? The um, I think he was one of the midgets in, in Hogan's wrestling yeah. thing. He was uh he was in the Jackass movie, I think two with Wee Man. Oh yeah, yeah I remember fight. seeing that. I just so I my mom's know. like, oh, I saw that midget died the other day. I'm like, yeah, okay. She's like. I remember watching him when I... And I'm like, no, you fucking don't. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? I guess I do. I'm like, the only fucking midgets that were around when you were a kid were like Little Beaver, uh, hey, I, the, the Hey ID kid, or whatever the fuck yep. you say his name, um, and like... Little Tokyo. And maybe like Little Tokyo, right. I, I But I definitely said the Hey ID kid and Little Beaver. I, I think Little Beaver was... <laughs> it was Little Beaver. Okay. Which is kind of even funny if you think about right. it now. So those are the only two midgets I name dropped. <laughs> and I'm like, you've never heard of that fucking guy in your life. She goes, well, he looks familiar. I go, all of them look the same. <laughs> they all have them little bodies and a fucking weird shaped head. Unless they're the Indians that are doing the hobbits in the right. fucking Lord of the Rings. <laughs> right. Then, then they're, they're brown faced for some yep. reason. Yeah. Owen Hart was kind of the odd man out in this match because... They were going with Ahmed against Bulldog, and they were going to go with Sid against Owen Hart, but they were going with Vader against Shawn Michaels. Right. So he's kind of, I mean, I get that he's part of Camp Cornette, but he's, they're not really doing anything with him as far as this match after yeah. that. Yeah. But, but that's what I mean when, when we were talking about, when I was giving my like theory or booking idea for, for Cage and Starks. You have, say this is the tag team match going into full gear. You got Cage and Starks against uh, Hobbs and Allen. Now, even if, which it's true, even if Hobbs and Cage aren't going into that match feuding, they should have a personal issue with each other because their tag team partners have, yeah. oh, you get, you're the partner to this little shit? This little shit's the one giving my, my dude shit? Well, I got a problem with you because you represent him. Yeah. And then you build something from there. Like, just spitball here. If this match was happening right now, we were watching this live, and you just said what you said of like, well, Owen doesn't really have a place in this match. It makes sense why he's here, but he doesn't have a matchup with anybody. Those yeah. are some fucking gnarly punches. <laughs> I like those. Those look cool. Um, You should be building... Okay, so who are they going with in this match again? Who are the matchups? Bulldog and Ahmed because they were doing like the you know test of strength and all right, that the shit. The muscle bound you know? monsters. Yep. Um, where did they go after this? I think they wrestled each other at SummerSlam. Did Sid go for the title? That at this was point? that was later. That was later? At, at Survivor Series. He he wrestled Sean for the title. So I guess I, what I'm saying is these guys just because they don't have a matchup. What the fuck was that? Oh, all right, never mind. I <laughs> missed what I was watching there. But just because they don't have a matchup doesn't mean they shouldn't have the same animosity that the main guy. Say it's just it was Owen Hart versus Shawn Michaels in this match, and they were both left to just pick two random tag partners. Now, in the theory of wrestling, you're going to want to pick two partners. Say, say Shawn picked Ahmed and... Um, Sid, just because those are the guys he got. Now, it should be the other team should pick two guys that are going to correlate with them. But just because he doesn't pick two guys that correlate with them doesn't mean they shouldn't all still have that same energy of like, all right, Owen Hart picked us. 
well, I don't have any personal issues with you three, but we're on the wrong side of these tracks right now. Yeah. Create a story instead of just, well, we didn't really know what to do with them, so we just threw them together. Yeah. That's kind of like Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. You just threw them together for no fucking reason because you weren't doing anything with them. Individually. Right. And even then, you did, like, the, the video packages of, like, them riding around in a car together and, like, beating up people at a gas station. And then it just kind of, you didn't do nothing with that. And I get a lot of the stuff they do, they do on, like, being the elite and on YouTube right. and shit. But not everybody watches that. And you've got to realize that, you know. Not everybody's going to watch Dark. You've got to... You've got to do vignettes and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, do, like, when when uh, WWE used to do, like, right before the commercial, they would show stuff that happened the week before. Right, like you the know, smack of the night or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they, they don't, they don't do enough of that on AEW. No, they don't. I love the product, but there, I there think are some things. they're trying so hard to do anything different from WWE. Right. Opposed to do the things that work for WWE and make them better for you. And I mean, Tony Khan is a huge fan of old school wrestling, so you would think that he would want to incorporate the good parts of that, you know, because he is. I, I've listened to interviews with him, and he's knowledgeable about the business, but it, sometimes he, I think he just, and it could be the people that are talking to him too. I'm going to have to say, I mean, I don't want to sound like a yes man to Cornette, but I truly do believe when he says that you've got all the 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 Young Bucks and group booking the shows. And it's, what, what does he call it? All Elite Friendship or something like that? Yeah, All Friendship Wrestling. All yeah. Friendship Wrestling. Yeah. Which I do agree. Because you it does look that way at times and feel that way of like, this just seems like the friends are booking each other's matches just because they want to work together opposed to where is this going to go? Right. What is the point of this? Like, what was the point of, if it's Darby, I'm going to keep going back to it. If Darby, Allen, and Starks are feuding, then what was the point of Cage putting Allen in the, the body bag with the thumbtacks? Just because he's associated with Taz and Starks. Which, yeah. that, okay. That but goes, Starks should be the one to do it. Right. And be the one to throw him, yeah. Right. Like, yep. Cage should be focusing on that match. Yep. Now that Starks out of it, he should be the one. All right, Darby Allen, you want to fuck me over? I'm going to get in there, beat you up. Put you in a body bag and then throw you out of the ring. Or I'll have Cage do it. Like, I will beat you. I'll jump back in the ring. Beat the shit out of you. Cage and I will double team you while Cage is still focusing on the match. And go I will put you and have him do it. I yeah. will put you in the body bag and then I will direct Cage. Cage, lift him and throw him. Yep. And then do, because at that point, Cage is now in business for himself. Yep. Now, you, someone can say, well, you just contradicted yourself and said, shouldn't the, the guy, even though he doesn't have beef with him, stick up for his partner? Yes. But when you go out of your way to to do something that doesn't make sense, when you could have literally just had Starks, just like Goldberg and Lesnar in the Royal Rumble 03, where Goldberg eliminates Lesnar and Lesnar uh, runs back in and eliminates that him. That was 04. Or 04? Yep. Something along those lines of Allen just eliminated Stark. Stark starts walking off. He's getting the best of, of Cage. It's like, what? And then all of a sudden, Starks is right back in the ring. Because you see Taz at the top of the ramp yelling at him, get the fuck back in there, beat him up. And then he, now Darby Allen is incapacitated. Now everybody else is laid down. You have a moment to do your set. 
Grab the body bag, direct cage, throw them out, and then you're off doing your own thing. Yep. Then you, Starks, drag the bag off behind the behind the scenes and continue that. And I just, I, I don't even know. I think a lot of their booking is really bad. And I, I can't get out of my head of when Sonny Kiss eliminated Hager. Oh, Hager, yeah. Like, yeah, the, some of their booking is pretty awful. I mean, I don't think the Bucks and Kenny have total influence because if they did, they would have all the titles. They would be in the main. No, I don't programs. mean they have total influence, but it's well, definitely but they are. They are doing a lot of the booking and because yeah. we know wrestling. Let us. I can. I feel like I can hear that of the politicking of. Come on, we know. We know what we're doing. Let us. Let us help you, and we'll make your product better. Right. Because I mean, the whole Matt Hardy thing. He said one week after his concussion, I'm going to be not doing anything for a bit. I'm going to kind of focus on myself. And then, like, a week later, he's taking a bump again. Yep. I'm like, what the fuck is it? Like, I don't I don't have a clue. It's it, Some of it does seem weird, but then, as a whole, wrestling is kind of all fucked up. Yeah. I mean, you got wrestlers pretending to be other wrestlers, banging dead bodies that aren't really there. <laughs> Well, that's like the Eddie Kingston, the Eddie Kingston, you know, Lucha Brothers and Butcher and Blade. Like, I get him being with the Lucha Brothers. Right. But why? It's not helping Butcher and Blade any. No. Because you're not going to do anything with them. They need to be singles, those guys. I totally agree. Butcher and Blade need to be singles, uh, wrestlers. And when, what was the thing I was watching where... It was Penta and Phoenix. I think they were, like, feuding with each other, just kind of having a pushing contest. And Kingston and the other two, Butcher and Blade, came out. And Kingston, which I'm not, I don't know. I'm not feeling Kingston at all. No. Like, he just sounds like a guy that, a normal guy, which I guess is fun, but he sounds like a normal guy that doesn't know what the fuck he's saying at anything until he says it. Because all he did at that moment was come out like, Yay! Enough of this! Enough of this! Like, again, why are they together? Yeah, see, that he's not getting anything to work with. No, you're just you know? telling... What is that? A fan legit jumped the rope? Yep. Wow, he, like, almost got over the top rope. Yeah. In your house, WWF. <laughs> I mean, I love, I love the way he came in with Cody. You know, you don't know grinding. I know grinding. Like, that was... But that... without any direction. Like, is Kingston... Is he forming this group because his real goal is to, like, basically be retribution? Like, we're, we're done with this ass-kissing wrestling. Let's be a family and take this shit over ourselves. I think... Or is he being shady... In trying to climb the ladder See, himself. See, that's, that's, I think that's the way they're going because they keep having him say he never got eliminated from the Battle Royale. Well, and every time they look at him and he's, like, hugging someone, he's, like, smirking. I, th- I think that's what it is. He's using it, you know, as a, a means to get something for himself. Which, you know? okay, but why are you having a singles competitor build a singles career off of forming two tag teams into one faction? Right. How... Does that progress him? Like, if anything, you should go off the history of him being with LAX. Right, why wouldn't you put... Right, you should have had him come in there 
and be like, you know what, Jericho, you don't know what you're doing with these guys. Or even have Jericho being like, hey, I like this guy. You know, have, Why don't have you him be with a, them? another right. mouthpiece for, you know, exactly. have him be the mouthpiece for Santana on Ortiz. Right. You know? It just, yep. or she, I mean, I would have liked it because I don't really care too much for Jericho being in a tag team. I just feel like he's lost a lot of steam. Um, I feel like it's just the Orange Cassidy thing just killed it for me with him. Yeah. I just hated it. Uh, but I think it would have been cool if Jericho like kept a singles career going and feuded with someone like Kingston and got Kingston over. Because Kingston's not even wrestling like singles matches. No. He's literally playing like an active in-ring role of like a J.J. Dillon. He might he might have some lagging injuries right now. So then know. then what's the point of overall? Right. No, I get yeah I get it. I don't I don't know. And then like he's he's saying to whatever one it was Blade he goes we got our family in order now you need to get yours in order talking about Ali I'm assuming. Yep. That's so random because it was after it was like two weeks after. They all debuted. She left them. She's been with, with Brandy and the Nightmare family for like a month and a half now. They haven't shown her or Blade on TV to let you know that they're still even an on-screen couple. So what is... So is that... Now my thing is, is that going to be Blade and Butcher are going to be feuding with... I forget his name. The Apple guy. Oh, QT Marshall. QT Marshall. And Dustin, right? Is that is that where that's going, or is that a direct thing to Blade? I mean, like, dude, you just got to get your woman over on our group now. I think I think a lot of it, the way they might be going with it, is like he's using that to break up Butcher and Blade, and he's you know, like he's using the tension between. He's trying to make it look like he's trying to stop the tension between Pentagon and and uh, I Phoenix. get that, but I just you know, it's I like guess... he's trying to play everybody. To his I, own devices. I guess I I, I, I... I get how you think it's, like, convoluted, but I think that's where, they're, convoluted, what, that's where they're going with it. What is a single singles competitor going to gain either by dissolving one tag team or dissolving both? Right. Is his intention to be like, well, I want to be Penta's tag team partner, so I'm going to get him and, him and Phoenix to feud and break up. Or, but is, he seems to be wanting to get everybody to, on the same side. But not at the same time. It's, and not at the same time. It's not yeah. doing enough for me to get me interested. Now, that should have hurt Michaels, too. Yeah. Because he just leg dropped on, on the back of the bowl. <laughs> now, in this match, because we do do these things, we count how many people we've met. <laughs> we've met Earl Hebner. Yep. Sid Vicious. Yep. Shawn Michaels. Vader. Uh, we've met Hart family members. We met Jim Cornette. We met Jim Cornette. We met Davy Boy Smith's son. Yep. But Davy Boy Smith's daughter too. He didn't really meet her. Well, I talked to her. <laughs> Walking by somebody and saying, "Hey, I liked your dad." <laughs> and we, well, same. we've met King and Jr. who on yep. commentary. I mean, if you pay attention to this match, I, I like it. I think it's a really well-done six-man tag where it could have been a complete clusterfuck. But... There have been some very awful spots. Oh, I've there watched. have, yeah. Which I got to go back, okay? I'm very contradictive or try not to be, but when somebody, and I'm, I don't mean it like you, but we'll use Mark Merrow. 
to say Mark Merrill wasn't the one of the best in the ring, I think he would have been fit and fine with a group like this because Bulldog has absolutely sucked this entire match. Oh, yeah. I don't think Bulldog was one of the best ever. Um, I really don't. I, I don't think he ever really understood his own strength because there's been so many times where I've seen him military press somebody, stumble, lose it, can't hold it, to where it's like, Jesus, man, I've seen somebody smaller than you do it and do it easier. Or... Yeah. And I, you know, I, I understand, you know, people glorify a lot of the people that they grew up on. So he yeah. gets put up into that. That's true. You know, I mean, I, I enjoy Neidhart in matches more than I enjoy Bulldog. You know, I, I like the way Neidhart used to wrestle more than I like Bulldog style, but. I probably wouldn't disagree or agree. I mean, I can't really think I've ever watched a singles Neidhart match, honestly. Maybe I have or haven't, but. A lot of these big guys, though, they all wrestle the same way. Right. Which isn't a bad thing. They're all brawlers. They're not wrestlers. Yeah. Um. But I, I don't know. I mean, even the best wrestlers make mistakes. Oh, he hit him with the fucking edge of that tennis racket. And like th this right here. He had to use the racket to get him down. That's mm -hmm. a really good way of telling the story, but... Oh, yeah, I, f I forgot this is the way it ends. See, if Cornette was just gonna, about to get involved... Yeah, see, yeah. aha! I was going to say, grab his fucking leg, bud! Oh, get that Vader bomb. Get it, get it, get it. It's time, it's time. It's Vader time. Boom! That had to be stiff, too, like... That momentum, no matter how much he tries to... Well, I mean, he's know, got a gun, I and mean, he's a right? solid dude. So even yep. if he's landing on his knees, you still got 10 inches of gut that's going to hit you no matter what. I mean, that's like Yokozuna's bonsai drop. I don't care how gentle or whatever the word would be, he would land on his feet and then kind of sit. There's still, though, that momentum of, like, he's got gravity behind him. Have you ever seen the ones where he wrestles jobbers and he just doesn't put his feet down at all? And just lands. Just lands straight on their chest. Like, that's that's crazy. And those guys are getting, like, a hundred bucks a night to do that shit. That's fucking crazy. Like, look at... He can't even take a power bomb. Yeah. And and a lot of like guys like him, he was... They were so fucking roided up. That, that Right, that's what know, I mean. Okay, right. A lot of them are so juiced that their bodies literally can't bend in the way that it's supposed to. Yep. That was a ginger kick. No way. Is he going to get Vader up there? Nope. They're protecting Vader heavy in this match. Wow. I was going to say, no way is he going to get him up in that fucking powerbomb. Because the next one was, the, you know, the SummerSlam match. Oh, I love... That was a great dive. He should have caught him and fucking dropped <laughs> it. But, I mean, they've really made Vader look like a beast in this match. I mean, by... You know, how much it, it took to take him down. Which, that's the way it should be for a yep. big guy. And Sid was really the only one that that got anything on him, and he really didn't do, do much to him, you know. He got the choke slam, but that was after he wore him down, so. I just don't get, like, 
Okay, so he was stiff with you in one match. I, why you would just change everything just for that reason? Right. I, you know, and any time I've ever heard anybody talk about Vader, they said, yeah, he was stiff in a match, but he was a good guy. Like, I, I, you know, I know he had shit with Orndorff and they had a fight and stuff, but I'm sure you're catching different people in different situations. And... Well, I mean, even being stiff, when you say in this example for Michaels, like, well, he's stiff, you're a bitch. You're fucking grown men that get trained to take pretend hits. If you can't take a real bump from another man while you're all big and strong and looking the part, then you, to me, are not a champion. You're not even a real fucking athlete. Football players don't go out there day in and day night and bitch about how hard they just got hit. Yeah. And if they do, it's not to the degree of uh, they need to uh, tell him not to hit me so hard next time. Right. Like, you, then you get people like Mick Foley that are telling Vader, hit me harder. Yeah, break my break my nose and shit, yep. Yeah. For the for the effect of the sport, not even because uh, this will get me a championship. Look, look at, he protected Michaels as much as he could on that. Yeah, you know, like and like I said, you know, you address that in the backstage area. Say, don't be that stiff again, and and be done with it. But that's you know? but clearly, there's more to it than that. That's just Michaels fucking pushing his weight yep. around, knowing. Well, I'm the little guy. I'll I'll say fuck you to the big guy, and that'll just show the, all the other big guys that I can do what I want. And that's I can understand where Cornette doesn't like Michaels, and he thinks that the religious thing is all a fucking act, you know, like because of how bad he used to be, right. as a politician, and you know. Yeah, I think for Michaels, his his whole entire career, from getting anything, has pandered to his ability to play whoever it is in the moment. Yep. And manipulate situations. <laughs> you fucking Michael Hayes. That's Doc Hendricks, brother! <laughs> he's not How wearing, do you go from literally... Like, I would love to ask him, like, yo, Michael, how do you legit going from, like, the most fabulous of freebirds to a fucking jockstrap? <laughs> like, never... Ever in in the entire WCCW or anywhere else that he wrestled as Michael P.S. Hayes, did he ever wear a suit? Even like going out and cutting a promo, he's going out in like a cool vest or something southern looking to where he looks. I mean, he's always looked like a pimp, but not even like to that degree of like a big suit. So, oh, here we go. I mean, I know for a fact that Vince wanted to change his character completely when he came in. Why? That, that's, and that's why everybody says that, that Vince is a genius. If he's a genius, he should have watched everything that Michael Hayes did. Get a highlight fucking reel of his promos right, don't, and realize what he is. Don't necessarily, I mean, I'm not, this is not my own political view. But if you're going to change anything on Michael Hayes' character, it was just the fact don't wear the Confederate flag. Right. Because that may upset some people, unless that's the gimmick you want to go with. But then again, two years later, yep. you've got Henry Godwin and them coming out with the fucking Confederate flag. WrestleMania 17, he comes out wearing the yeah, fucking yep. robe. Yep. But, like, why would you take a legend like him and just knock him down to a fucking 
com- not a commentator, right. but a interviewer. I mean, he never even was a commentator for Christ's sakes. Yep. And like I, with Bruce Pritchard saying, "Oh well, Vince liked the character of Johnny B. Bad, so he knows of that character, but he doesn't know anybody else's." Right. That makes no fucking sense to me. Right. Or, or okay. You wanted to do Mick Foley as a completely different character. That's fine. And Ooh. he eventually, you know, made the best of it. But how you can not know anything about Cactus Jack right. at all, you know? And to no, see the talent that they have and or the time that Austin spent maybe like three or four months in ECW, I guarantee you somebody brought Vince a tape of him cutting those promos. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and the Vince didn't want him to talk. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, I don't. I don't get many of his decisions, and it's not even just current things with like the retribution and shit like that. It is like what we you just mentioned that you know of this, but you don't know of that, and what you do know you like, but yet you still change it into something that's completely garbage. Like the whole doc. I mean, going back to it, the whole Doc Henderson. You have one of the greatest tag team champions of all time, one of the greatest mouthpieces of all time, one of the coolest looking, I mean, yeah, he wasn't super huge, but he, he looked like the average guy kind of and just had the long, beautiful blonde hair, could come out, get the crowd hot, get the crowd whatever, react at all. Well, let's, he, he, was, he was the biggest heel in this territory for so many years against the Von Erics. Let's... Let's let's make him a, a backstage uh, personality and call him Doc Hendricks. Right. I mean, like, what? Even if he he could still be the backstage interviewer and be fucking Michael Hayes. Right. Let this you be know? a this is a free bird interview, baby. Brought to you yep. by the the I don't even know my Michael P. S. Hayes. I mean, you let Pillman kind of stay the you know the loose cannon the whole time. Very you know? strange to me. It's very strange. He he's and and like when Cornette would say, oh well. Russo throws out a shitload of ideas and Vince McMahon only picks one or two. Well, how about the shitload of shitty ideas that Vince McMahon has had, you know, the entire time that Seriously. he's been in control of the company? Or the shit that he let go, like T.L. Hopper and the goon. And, you know, just, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. Um... I mean, yes, he can judge a lot of talent, but there's a lot of talent that he's let slip by that could have been huge. Well, I think... I think it would be a huge plus for WWE if they went and got Russo to come back. I'm not saying full on give him total reigns, but someone of his caliber anyways, because like I said yesterday, you are in the gimmicky early 90s Mantar, Man Mountain Rock. And you've been that way for a while. Like, Funkasaurus was fucking stupid. It was a gimmick that was never going to get over. You just did it for the fact of, well, people are expecting a monster to return, so let's give him a Funkasaurus. Where it's too campy. It's You need someone in there that's not comfortable with how Vince and everybody else is that's going to go against the grain to get them thinking. Yeah. And people can shit on AEW and say, well, it's too... I don't even know this or that. AEW is the Attitude Era mixed with NWO Era, WCW, and... What works on the indies. And mid 
to late 2010-ish TNA. Yeah. It's all three of those and what is current today. A lot of it is like when TNA was starting to bring in like Roderick Strong yes. and Austin Aries, the Ring of Honor guys. Yep. And, but still had the established guys too. Yep. And again, AEW just needs more time to find its footing. I mean, you go back and you watch Monday, let's hypothetically say WWE started with Monday Night Raw 93, right? We'll yep. say that was it. You go back and you watch that first year of Monday Night Raw, I'm sure, or not Monday Night Raw, but that first year, yeah, the whole first year of Monday Night Raw, and I'm pretty sure you'll get a handful of them that'll stand out as like, this was really great, and then a majority of that shit was garbage. Oh, squash matches, yeah. Yep. So, we just live in a world now where we are so critical, we demand it, we get it, we want it, because we just, we deserve it, or we think, and... I just, I don't know. I think, I think too many things get thrown at the wall to see what gets stuck. But again, you kind of have to do that. I think a lot of AEW's problem is not telling the backstory of a lot of these guys. Like a guy yeah. like Will Hobbs, like that motherfucker, I watched the, I, I saw snippets of the last match he just had yesterday because they did an, a special episode of Dynamite. He throws a huge fucking spine buster. He's really good in the ring. But you're not, you put him right in there with Moxley and but shit. But you're not emphasizing you, who he is. Yeah, you're not talking about who he is. It, do vignettes on these guys. You're so, you're so, you know, in tune to, to the internet and, you know, yep. what works and shit. Well, realize what else you can do besides, exactly. you know, certain things that worked on the indies. Like, yep. yeah. I, I love the product, but the, the further you get into it, you're starting to find more things more little poke holes. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's plot holes, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, let's get, and I'll say this, let's get Britt Baker off TV for a bit and, like, stop giving her so much camera time. And let's focus on some other women in that company. Um, Christ, you haven't seen Nyla Rose since she debuted with Vicky with her. Right. She's been sitting ringside ever since. So what is the point? Yeah. Why is she not just constantly berating uh Sheeta. And they're they're back to only having like one women's match, if that, on their shows. You know, back when they talked about they were gonna emphasize that division and shit. Don't they have tag teams? They did that like that tag tournament it was all on dark. They didn't do any of oh, the really? matches. Yeah, they didn't do any of the matches on TV, so I didn't realize though that that Thunder Rosa chick was uh the NWA world champ. Yeah. So clearly they're having some kind that, of... That build-up they did well, I think. They they had Billy Corgan, like, talking about who she was and her background and stuff. Yeah, I thought that was and very cool, but... Are you... Are they... They gotta be working with NWA. Yeah, because NWA can't really do anything right now because they did all their stuff in a small studio. So build on that some more, then. Yeah. Like, promote them through you and... I don't know. Build on that. Like Nick Aldis is the you know the NWA champ. Have him come in and start some shit. Yeah, yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah, I mean you've already got a worker in relationship with him. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like build up that, and then you could build wherever you go from there. But I uh, I have to go potty. <laughs> I have to go boom boom. <laughs> so I mean we can keep we can finish this off. Well, I, I guess that's a good you know spot anywhere to end it. But. Yeah, knowing that there's a boom boom stick coming. <laughs> Plus, I gotta wipe this off because if I go to my daughter's school and pick her up wearing this, I'm. I think I'm the only dad that drops their kid off and picks him up. 
I don't really need this to be my image. <laughs> There's one that's kind of hot. I mean, his face is bad as it is, you know, put right. paint on it, you know. Right. Even though most kind of paints mask <laughs> what the hideousness is, this I feel like emphasized it. <laughs> I know we didn't talk about the actual event a lot, but it was fun to watch something and and we I mean we did talk about some of it, but we don't like to just do commentary on the matches. It's not because then it, we're going to have a lot of those moments right. where we don't say anything because one, if it's something I or you have not seen, you don't know how to commentate something right. like that in the sense of unless you're commentating it as commentary. Right. I mean, like the death match one was easy to do because that was so fucking ridiculous. And it there's was easy no, to come up with well, shit. there's also not a like narrating a WWE thing. There's a fan base to it right. if, if they're watching us and listening. But with that random right. Yeah. Thing, it's we don't really have an audience for that specifically, so we can just talk about it however we want. Yep. With this, we kind of we do want to stay in the wheelhouse of what we're watching, but it doesn't always happen that way. Yeah, and you don't have to. I mean, if you're watching it as we're watching it, it's you can follow right along, anyways. But so. on that note, if you are watching it, even if you're not watching it with us and you watch this, and you have comments on, hey, I know. can you guys? Maybe go back and watch that that one match again and pay and, and look at this and tell it be be um interactive. Yes. Comment. Leave comments. If you say, hey assholes, I want you to, to do commentary on the, the wrestling like I only watched this for five minutes and this is why. Fucking tell us that. Right. Tell us you that know? you hate hearing our random stories to stay on track. Maybe it will happen. <laughs> but let us know. Communicate with us. Yeah. Legitimately. People. I mean, we're getting views on stuff, but nobody's commenting. It, yeah. it, it is kind of maddening at some... Like, we love that you view it. That's great. But just but, comment. Leave yeah. a comment just saying hello. Yeah. Please, we're begging you. <laughs> we're begging you. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, I'm going to end my segment, my part. Oh, what a rush! I was the wild card ace! Williams. Tell them! Well, I'm Deadly Dave, and this has been the Wrestling Ring on the Comic Wrestling Podcast. Jim Cornette, we don't bluff. This is the World Wrestling Federation. Boy, you gotta know when to hold them and know when to fold them, and you should have folded. Surprise, surprise. Look what we have for Camp Cornette. Psycho shit! You're looking at me! And you're probably asking yourself, Sean Michaels, what have you got and done?